When we last left Dirk Himsheath, he and his trusty robot watch had landed in the year 1995. After discovering the Smashing Pumpkins' melancholy and the infinite sadness, they found themselves on the run from an unseen enemy. Will Dirk escape? Will he ever forgive Robot Watch for making him listen to Bullet with Butterfly Wings? Find out on Dirk Himsheath, Time Traveler, Episode 2. We are all Nomi Malone. I think we lost him, Robot Watch. According to my Calphutrons, we are at a safe distance for now. Good. Let me catch my breath. Ooh, nothing like a cocaine cigarette to get the oxygen flowing, am I right? Indeed you are, Dirk. The ones who chased us through the time-gasm. Is it who I think it is? I'm afraid so. My scanners detected them immediately. Son of a bitch. Orson Quaif and the Church of the Zipperless Pants. Orson Quaif and the Church of the Zipperless Pants, a marauding band of ruthless time travelers bent on the destruction of popular culture throughout the entire Cosmoverse. It was Quaif and his beige-clad devotees that rid Dirk's time, Space Year 3037, of all its cool stuff, and soon every era before and after on all worlds in all dimensions could suffer the same fate. Just when I thought it was safe to travel through time, leisurely reviewing movies, music, books, and TV shows of the past in order to save the future, Orson Quaif gets back in the goddamn game. Dirk, we might not have much time before they find us. Then let's review fast. What do you got? A film called Showgirls. Hell yeah. Blood brain me. Holy shit. I just watched Showgirls. I got one question, Robot Watch. Who the fuck was that Kyle McLaughlin wannabe? That was Kyle McLaughlin, Dirk. Damn. That hurts. Okay, let's roll. After watching Showgirls, you will never escape the horror of seeing Special Agent Dale Cooper getting it on with Jessie Spano in a pool while she writhes around and slaps her hair against the water like she has no understanding of sex. Or pools. Or pool sex. Look, your good buddy Dirk is prone to hyperbole, but goddammit Showgirls has earned its reputation as one of the worst films ever made. The vomiting in the parking lot, the weird I'm-on-my-period Alvin Ailey dance scene, the not-quite-softcore-but-somehow-way-worse-than-softcore lighting, Gina Gershon's bizarre southern accent. Where the fuck is she from? Seriously, why does she talk like that? Ice cubes on the nipples? The sad excuse for extension displayed by the dancers, point your toes, damn it. And Robert Davi, talking about dudes coming. For no reason. There's never any reason. Those are just a few of the highlights. The dialogue in this movie is borderline insane. And the lead's name is Nomi Malone. How many producers workshopped that shit before they landed on Nomi? Yeah, we want something cool and unique, but like, not threatening, but also mysterious and sexy, and maybe sort of dumb. How about Nomi? Director Paul Verhoeven demonstrates that his subtlety peaked with starship troopers, and that he clearly hates everyone in this film and everyone who might ever watch it. And yet, despite all that, I loved it so much. 
Is Verhoeven a genius pulling off an Andy Kaufman-level hoax, or just a sad middle-aged man who really wants to direct porn and sleep with younger women? Who the fuck knows? Doesn't matter anyway, because he's given the world a glorious treasure, a piece of utter trash that somehow we all must embrace and love. That sounds a lot like life to your old pal, Dirk. In some ways, we are all Nomi Malone. One minute we're in a car with a shitty Elvis impersonator having an orgasm over a hamburger like we never even knew hamburgers existed for some weird reason. And the next we're covering up a backstage jewelry-related physical assault for someone we don't even like. There's beauty in that. There is beauty. Sorry. Turn the recording to space dust and send it home. Dirk, they found us. They're here. Why, hello, Dirk. Well, well, well. Orson Quaife. I was hand-knitting a scented candle when I thought to myself, if I were Dirk Himsheath, a man with no taste and only a single postgraduate degree, wandering through a debauched decade such as this, where would I be? What would I be doing? Reviewing garbage in a back alley seemed the obvious answer. Hmm. <laughs> Pierce, I was right. Cut the bullshit. Let's do this. Relax, Dirk. We're not here to destroy you this time. Actually, we need your help. What? Saffron came through the time-gasm before the rest of us to scout this horrid place and to seek out artisan cheese for Jimmy's homespun crackers. But something terrible happened. Saffron was kidnapped by a group of locals clad in baggy overalls, midriff baby tees, and chunky tennis shoes. In their hands, they clasped glowing sticks. And their eyes, Dirk. I've never seen pupils so large. What the fuck does this have to do with me? They've taken Saffron to a once-abandoned warehouse where a shirtless fellow plays music, and the children of the night dance and fondle their clothes. This is a place that the church of the zipperless pants cannot tread. We ask that you rescue Saffron, and in return, we'll leave you be. How about I just kick the dick out of you right here and we call it a day? It's Saffron, Dirk. Saffron. You love her as much as I. Are you really willing to let something terrible happen to her at the hands of these prehistoric beasts? Fine. I'll get her out. Then you leave me the fuck alone. Deal. The warehouse lies three clicks to the west. If you're successful, you'll find us in the tiny house we hastily constructed in the woods. It's quite rustic, and so very cramped. Au revoir pour le moment, Dirk. How the fuck does he do that? How the fuck does he just disappear into thin air and take those other fuckers with him? Why can't I do that? What the fuck is wrong with you? Is it time for an upgrade, robot watch? I feel you're blaming me for things that are out of my control, Dirk. God damn it, you're right, Robot Watch. I'm sorry. Just get us to the damn warehouse. Are you sure? I see your feelings for Saffron might be clouding your judgment. I said, let's go to the warehouse. Very well. I've located the warehouse. They seem to be hosting some sort of sonic, movement-based ritual inside. I believe the people of this town call it a rave. Rave? Sounds like Raven, the black-winged beast that haunts us all. Uh, what? Nothing. Just get us there. And stay frosty, Robot Watch. 
Who knows what kind of twisted evil shit awaits on the other side. What kind of twisted evil shit awaits Dirk and Robot Watch on the other side? Tune in next week to Dirk Himsheath Time Traveler to find out. Dirk Himsheath Time Traveler is brought to you by Sleeping Pills. Sleeping Pills, when normal sex nightmares just aren't enough.